on yesterday, Sweaters Club guys. As always, I'm your host, Mikey Moore. Tonight, we're talking with Trent and Pat from Melbourne Pop Punk Outfit, Once Were Lost. Armed with a ton of music and great stories over their lengthy career, we hear from the band about their beginnings, highlights from their time as a band, and learn a bit about their upcoming single, Stop Making Stupid People Famous, and the launch show on April 30th. Listen in. Right, I'm here with Pat and Trent from Melbourne Pop Punk Outfit, Once We're Lost. How are we, boys? Doing well, man. Doing good, well. Good, good. That's good. Really, man. Thanks for having us. Yeah, no, about time, right? I think we're, we've, we've been mates for a while and it's good. I know Trent is a regular guest on the Sweaters Club <laughs> podcast, but um, yeah, no, it's, it's good to have you on as a musical guest, you know, instead of shooting the shit about the festivals and stuff, but um, yeah. yeah. Talking about other people's music, I finally get to talk about my own music. <laughs> yeah. Um, so tell me, boys, your roles in the band, just so for those who um, are unaware. All right. Well, I'm the lead singer um, and I sing. Nice. And I'm Patrick. That's good. Yes. I'm Trent. I play guitar and also do some singing, <laughs> just, just some backings and oohs and ahs. He's also Love pretty it. much our band manager as well. Sounds about right. She's behind the curtain. <laughs> um, so you guys have been a, a band for a really long time. I, I know I, I was like tracking back to like even like 2014, 2015. Um, is that around the time when you guys got started? Oh, that make it seven or eight years something. Yeah, these guys were sort of started before that. I joined the band at the beginning of 2014. Yeah, and you, yeah, we, Kate we started. Party. What, so to, we started probably mid-2013, got had a singer, got, you know, a set list together, all right, cool, recorded some demos, and then the singer we had at the time went, oh, guys, I've just got a job as an architect. I'm never <laughs> going to have, like, all this, like, time to, like, you know, be in a band and all that sort of stuff, and was done and left. I'm like, <laughs> we were, you know, we were, like, you know, a month away from let's start booking shows and doing it, and bam, left us. So, you know, hey, look, that's a unique story. I, I don't think I've ever heard of a singer like leaving a band to become an architect. So, at least that's a cool story. <laughs> We've got photos of everything. Like, photos of like the original line. Like, so we even had photos done with him. We had everything. We were, it was to the point where it's like, all right, let's push the go button on it and start booking shows and stuff. And he literally went, Oh yeah, no, I've got this job. You know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. I think he, he might have been able to, but he just sort of got scared. Oh, it's his first full time, let's call it real career job, and just went, no, nah, I don't want to leave you in the lurch. I'm like, well, I appreciate the honesty now, as opposed to you know a year from now if once my momentum starts going. Yeah, yeah, well, that's uh, yeah, better so then, better than than when you guys were you know a few gigs in and exactly with music on the way. But um, how how did you come into the fold part? Um, so basically New Year's Eve 2013 at a mate's house for a party. Someone said to me, oh, what's your New Year's resolution? And I was like, oh, I don't know. Cause I never usually really have one. So I just said, I'll join a band. Why not? And then 10 days later, I was in their band as their lead singer. Cause I decided I'd join a band and yeah, sort of, I think, was it Mel band that I found them on? Oh, it could have been. All I, all I know is I auditioned with a Red Hot Jumpsuit song and a Matchbox 20 song. Oh, uh, yeah. is it Guardian Angel? 
Yeah, that's the one. I, and um, I found those demos actually a while back. I was going through a folder and went, oh, look at these. And there's a folder of like singers that sent through songs um, that to do. And I did find your one as well. Though. I was like, hey, I've heard that song before. And it's the funny thing because we had, because I had two different auditions with the band. And after the second one, the guitarist at the time, Sean, looks at me and goes, well, at least you got to the second one. Not everyone did. Thinking, oh, all right. Well, thanks anyway, guys. It was nice to meet you. You know. <laughs> it's true. Wow. So, so you guys didn't know each other prior to joining the band. No. no. Like I said, it was either this is this is a throwback. It's either through Melbourne or through Gumtree. Mm. There was no. I wasn't really advertising on Facebook. I wasn't in any sort of those groups. It was like forever since, let's say, before Facebook. Statement. But um, we, yeah, there was always those forums. There was Melbourne. There was a few other ones and things like that. And then even someone said, oh, you can advertise on Gumtree for like, you know, staff and jobs and you can do it for musicians. So I put it up when, hey, what the, what the hell? Let's see what we get. So it was one of those two. Mm. So Pat comes into the band, a uh, bit of a false start with uh, Ted Mosby, the architect, leaving <laughs> to become an architect. But um so when you guys first started, did you have an idea of like a sound? Did you have some influences you wanted to follow or? I think Red Jumpsuit was the start of one of those ones. I think when I um, originally started the band, like before we had songs, the songs I was sending singers to audition for were like uh, Downfall of Us All by Day to Remember, yep. uh, Face Down by Red Jumpsuit. Um, Tears Don't Fall. Tears of Fall might have been one of them. No one ever chose that one. And I would have chosen it. Taking, taking Back show. Sunday, Cute Without the E. So it was like, I wanted to basically, well, I mean, A Day to Remember is probably the biggest sort of influence at the start of sort of like what I was trying to go for. Mm. Um, I don't think I got there, but I was also happy with what we got. But um, they were sort of the songs I was sending original singers to learn. And then by the time Pat got in the band, it was sort of like, here's a cover to do. And then gave him one of our originals because at least we had something. So we could say, look, this is what we've actually got. You know, try and learn that and see how you go. Mm. Oh, that's great, man. So tell us about your first ever show as a band. I love asking this question because I always get like a different <laughs> answer. But um, were, were you guys nervous or were you pretty confident? Or It was, Pat, it was your first show ever. It like, was. You know, Pat had never been band. in a band. Yeah. I'd, actually, su- I'd sung on stage with like my singing school and stuff like that. Karaoke. I saw you at that karaoke competition. That was pretty good. But yeah, that was It was your good. first gig in a actual band, let's call it that. Yeah. Yeah. And it would, oh, oh, that's right. It was Kate's party at the barn. Kate's party at the barn. Yeah. And it was a school oh, theme. Everyone was dressed in up in like school clothes and all that. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it was, a, oh, it was such a good night. I think we only had a half hour set because we only had about five we only songs. Had half an anyway, hour of songs but, anyway. It, w- it wasn't that long after I joined the band. It would have only been like a month or something. No, probably I remember being a pretty short amount of time. I had to learn all the songs and I was pretty nervous, but um, actually it went really well that gig. Because I think also Sean, our original guitarist, it was his, it was his first band he'd ever been in as well. Mm-hmm. So it was his first gig. Oh, obviously I played a bunch. Brady had played a bit and Nick, our original bass player, had also played a few shows before and that though. But yeah, for someone like you, you know, lead singer of a band, fronting this band and your first time sort of doing it. I, I think you did quite well. There was a lot of people in that room too. Well, that was the best. Yeah. See what a part, what a one to do, you know, everyone has those small gigs to start with. It's like, you know, you get a small turnout, but Kate's Cardi was a, a club, like, you know, mm. like your bang or anything like that though. So you've already had it's already its own built-in crowd that were there to just be at the club anyway. Um, so you sort of got a, a good audience from that to start with. 
Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, tell me, Pat, tell me about how you're feeling right before you guys are about to go on. It's the first time you've ever sung in a band at a gig. You're walking up to the microphone, ready to go. How did you feel? I felt grateful that there was a bar. I was able to have a couple of bourbons beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, to put it politely, I was crapping my pants. I was so nervous. I was like, it, am I, like, is, am I, what am I doing? Like, am I even, am I out of my element? What here? do I do with my hands? So. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I was just like, you're wearing a suit or something. I feel like, I mean, way over my head here. What, what the hell? But I was also like, hell yeah. Like this room has such a good energy. So it was sort of nerves and excitement at the same time. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think uh, you guys up to this point, uh, and we'll talk about what's to come shortly, but uh, three EPs down, uh, this ton of music, um, what are some of like the great memories from your time as a band? We've had some fun trips, some some trips to Bendigo. Yeah, a couple of Bendigo trips. A couple yeah. of Bendigo trips were good. It's it's those sort of I guess experiences at, at some things like you know you'll have a, a standard sort of gig, but um, those ones where yeah it's like an adventure almost. Oh, hang on, you know what the first one is? One of my ones. We played it next, so the night before our first nice. EP launch. So we, our first EP launch was on a Friday. Next was on the Thursday night. We were playing it next, and we were on first. Well, I think the playbook was on that night. There's one you'll love, Mikey. Nice. Uh, yeah. So the play the playbook was headlining that night. We were on first, and it's a Thursday night. I'm like, all right, cool. We all get there. Well, sorry, we all get there except Pat, and we're on at I don't know eight thirty, let's say, and it's twenty past eight, and I'm messaging Pat. Hey, Pat, where are you? Oh, I'm on my way. I've just finished a job interview. I'll, I'll be there soon. I'm like, well, we're on in 10 fucking minutes. <laughs> you know? Classic singer. <laughs> and this is me going, oh, God, what the hell? Shit. No, like, and, you know, next aren't sitting there. I'm telling them what's happening. And they're like, well, we're going to give a shit. You're on at 830. You're finishing at nine. I don't care. You know, like, you know, they're going to move our times. And I'm like, no, and nor should you. That's fine. We're just this little opening band. So. Uh, did we have an intro then? I think we had an intro we played beforehand. Our intro was playing, still no Pat. <laughs> we started the first song, no Pat. So we got to the first verse and I just started singing it. Um, he was messaging at the time. I think just as the intro was playing, I'm looking at my phone. He's like, I'm downstairs. If you had been to next, we were playing upstairs in next. Oh, uh, wow. It's a trek up there as well. And, the and this is the point. So Pat's out the front and our intro of our, our set is playing. Um, there is a, oh, there's footage of it somewhere. I wish I could find it. And so we start playing it and we, I, I got to the first chorus. I started singing it and you just watch this guy just run, jump on stage, pick up the mic and boom, he was into it. I'll give him that. So he, I don't know, he can tell the rest of that. So and he I was in a full suit and tie as well at the time. So yeah, he, he but yeah, like I just remember that mad dash of the seat is getting every red light. I'm stressing out. And then when I got to the door of the venue, I could hear them starting the first song. And right. I'm downstairs and they weren't letting me in because like I'm trying to tell them I'm in the band and they weren't getting it. And I ended up just said, screw it. And I just ran. I <laughs> just ran. <laughs> oh. Gee, you would have uh, given those calves a workout getting up the stairs as well. I know oh, from yeah. memory, brutal. Especially when you're wearing like suit pants and suit shoes and not made yes. for running. <laughs> it's funny. So yeah, we're all dressed, you know, like yeah, for a punk show and stuff like that. Yeah. And People not knowing our band before, we just start playing and they don't think anything's different. I'm singing the song. We're going well. And next thing you know, this dude in a suit just runs up on stage, picks up the mic and just and just starts singing from there and killed it. 
though. <laughs> but it was um, it was a hilarious one. I I yeah, I really actually want to go find that footage again though, because it was it was great to just watch. Like you're just watching his thing, and this dude just runs on stage, grabs the mic, and just straight into it. And then next up, and then next uploaded a photo of me in my suit. My hair's all messy. I'm looking pretty wrecked with a slice of pizza in my hand, just looking at the camera. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Hey, you earned it, buddy. Oh yeah. <laughs> I have um, heard some stories about the the infamous party bus. Um, you guys care to shed some light on the the party bus? Would that be the bus to Bendigo? Maybe I think so. Was, yeah, I, was, I've was... I've heard some some stories about you guys hiring a like a bus or a van and yeah. and taking a few mates and and um, well, yeah well, yeah we went to we went to Bendigo twice. There was a a, ve- a venue called the was it called Music Man Mega Store or something like that. It was yeah, called something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, we figured we'll. Like we're gonna to go to Bendigo. They've been nice enough to put us on for a show. Let's try and bring a crowd because I don't think there's a big crowd in Bendigo coming out to see us. Um, that being said, though, like bands go there in general. Like people just go there in general to watch bands. Mm. Um, so I figured, bugger it, let's get a, a bus. There's a 13 seater bus. Um, there's only four or five of us. We could fit a few more people in there. Um, I found a motel there that has like five room, like a five room mini house sort of thing, and. They had two of them and stuff like that. So basically just booked it all out, left that morning, packed up the trailer and yeah, went on a road trip, basically got to Bendigo, had a chill, had some food, played a show, slept, got up next day, drove home. (laughs) Stefan fell asleep in the back of the bus. Oh, so much. And and someone dropped their guts and the windows in the bus didn't open. Oh no. (laughs) They didn't open and everyone blamed him and he's fast asleep. It wasn't even him, the poor guy. Shout out to Stefan, lovely guy. But um, oh, all this noise is going on. Everyone's screaming and yelling, and he's just fast asleep. Didn't even wake up. Oh, look, well, it's like a general, the general rule of hiring a bus. The windows never open. It's like they buy. <laughs> it's like they buy them broken. Like it's just you know. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. You sort of like on the way up, you're picking everyone up, and the music's cranked. We've got the party playlist. Everyone's jumping around. Um, you know, just singing all stuff like that. That you know, the set day up. Sunday morning, we're driving back. You can hear a pin drop. It's just like everyone's all hung over, like, oh, what's going on? And stuff. <laughs> it's like, wow, this is the contrast. I'm, and I'm driving the bus the whole way. So I've, you know, stayed pretty sober and all that sort of stuff. Though. But it's like, wow, this is a contrast to the way up. Everyone's going nuts. And the way back, it's like, oh, I'm sorry for myself. I'm I'll, like, still, I'll still never forget we're getting onto the other side of the city. And I don't know why, but I look behind me and I just see Sean and he's just looking pale as a ghost. Like he's looking like he's about to pass out. Like, <laughs> Dude, are you all right? He's like, get Trent to pull over somewhere. I'm about to piss my pants. Oh, <laughs> well, this is not vomit, right? Like, like I think... why didn't you say something? Yeah. She, yeah. Like, like oh, yeah, he was like looking like he's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think he'd probably rather smell piss than vomit, right? Because I know I've been on plenty oh, of party yeah. buses where... Where people oh. chuck up in the corner and then everyone kind of oh. just tries to get as far away from it as possible. Yeah, well, these are only mini 13-seater buses. That'd be Oof. and like you said, the, the the windows don't open and the air just basically circulates around and around. So that'd be uh oh, that'd be the worst. Lovely. Yeah. Well, I think um you guys have released three EPs now, and I, I was having a listen to to each of them today, and they all sort of have like a different sort of sound and vibe to them i know at the the beginning it was more of like a straight punk rock sort of vibe where to your newest one our quest which seems to have more of a pop punk leaning more of a melodic sort of anthemic sound um how would you describe your progression as a band 
musically like it w- was there plans to to do things a bit more popular and anthemic or was it more just like a natural progression it's probably more of a natural progression it's definitely where i've wanted it to be i guess um we evolved as musicians and i suppose learnt each other's sort of limitations and abilities and stuff like that but um yeah like it's sort of like yeah i mean i guess it's like anything you sort of like start writing stuff and then realize oh hang on this gets a response oh yeah people like these sort of songs all right let's go more that way and you know once again you you play more shows with more bands and we try to get on more pop punk lineups and you sort of see yeah this style this is what we want to do we're not quite doing it yet but it clearly works and so listen to more of those bands and it's really just an evolution i think mm-hmm. i know we've, we've 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 grown definitely i certainly think um a lot of it has to do as well is how we sound vocally both me on my own and together as well because i think a lot of the songs we've written we've sort of because a lot of stuff on the first ep was sort of written a lot of that was written before me so it wasn't really written with me as a singer in mind, First whereas one, yeah. later on we sort of wrote, and I was writing songs myself with my voice and, and our harmonies in mind as well and just worked out yep. what worked and everything like that, yeah. Yeah, well, I think now that you guys have been together for seven, eight years, it's all kind of led to the new single you're about to drop, Stop Making Stupid People Famous. You want um, to talk about an evolution? And yeah, I really actually, and after this, I will actually. I've realized I got to send it to you. I did finish it yesterday, so <laughs> yeah, well, I, will, I was about to say, I'm going in kind of dark. I, I don't, yeah, I don't know what it's going to sound like, but um, yeah, tell me about the song, um, how you wrote it and how it was recorded. Oh, well, it was essentially recorded two years ago, we'll call it the pre COVID 2019, I think it was end of 2019, something like that. We went, yep, cool, it's, it's time to release some songs and. Uh, we had a song written. It was a little bit different and it is a little bit different. I'll, I'll give you a hint. It's a little heavier. Ooh. Okay. Yes. So we're going the opposite way now. We're, yeah. Well, we're sort of seeing what sticks. Like I said, originally my whole thing was a day to remember-esque. So you got mm. your pop punk, but also you got some screams, you got some breakdowns. We like mm. to throw some breakdowns and bass bombs in and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Um, so we recorded that and then the world paused. I said mm. the world ended, the world paused. And I went, <laughs> well, it cool. technically ended. Yeah. Let's yeah, say exactly. it ended. It ended. That's what I've been saying. So <laughs> it was all recorded and then stopped. And then um, during the, the COVID times, let's call it, our guitarist, Sean, decided, you know what? I like not having to do music uh, frequently, you know, like the, the, the weekly commitment of all this sort of stuff and expectations and all of those sort of things. Um, he decided, you know, that that was more for him. And decided to leave the band, unfortunately. So I was like, all right, well, that's another thing we need to sort out now. We Before we even think about what we're doing gig-wise and, and musically, we need to find ourselves a new guitarist, preferably someone that can have some sort of vocal ability. Mm. Now, this is where, well, our, our lovely friend, you know, Mikey comes into it. A new guitarist, Hayden, joined the band. Yeah, Papa Hayden. Now, funnily enough, the song that we wrote, Hayden was already on it doing some vocals so Hayden does screams um, he helps us out live if you've ever been to one of our shows and I figured let's let's incorporate him let's try a heavier song and we'll put him on as doing guesties basically mm. um, which has now evolved to him playing guitar and being in the band full time so that's sort of um, I guess helped a bit of the, the heavy edge so we're sort of going to see when this song comes out 
how it, people react to it because we basically went from having, I guess, three clean singers to now two cleans and a screamer. There you go. Well, um, for those listening, and I think I've told this story on the Not Quite Midnight Show, but I actually knew Hayden from when I was a teenager and me and Hayden were dating sisters. So oh, I was- Oh, yes, I, was, I remember the story. Yeah, I was, I was dating a girl and Hayden was dating her sister. So I knew Hayden from uh, bands called- uh, like never call it quits, which I, I think called was, it quits. Yeah, who called it quits? You know, <laughs> sad, but you know, it's it was bound to happen. I love making but, um, that joke every single time. Yeah, but um, so I'm well aware of Hayden's vocal ability, and I'm so excited to hear it on the song. Um, and the fact that he's joined the band full time is really yep. cool as well. Um, tell me now that he's joined the band, is that sort of because I'm I'm sure when you wrote the song, you didn't really write it. like in mind with Hayden to to scream on it but is that going to be something that's going to become a staple of the music going forward I would say so yeah I mean it's he's in the band so it's and like I suppose Pat said to start with you know we sort of wrote songs before Pat was in the band Pat's joined the band we've wrote written written (laughs) written songs to suit you know each other's styles and things like that and I mean if we got a screamer in the band well we're gonna have screams in our songs now we've even started implementing on a few things I know Pat's done it. Um, you know, it's like, oh, this bit, hey Hayden, just scream this bit on, on one of our older songs, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of evolving it from there to start with, is you know, implementing him in on the songs. But I think moving forward, knowing that I have someone there that can do screams, yeah, you know, they're always gonna be at every gig because they're in the band. I reckon it's definitely gonna be a, a thing moving forward. Um, I guess we'll see what the response is to this new song mm-hmm. and we'll go from there. This is sort of a we're moving away from the uh, EP thing. Like I said, we've released three EPs, um, but I feel like you've probably seen it as well, that the the world sort of works a lot more in singles now, especially mm-hmm. over the last couple of years, people sort of just dropping singles more frequently as opposed to drop an EP and try and sit on that for two years or something. Yeah, um, It's more so the single thing, which you're sort of getting a little bit more direct feedback, I guess. You know, you put out this song, oh, that song didn't really work. Maybe we need to rethink and you didn't waste a whole album of, hey, we're now a post-hardcore band and people didn't really respond to it. Yeah, it's a, it's a good strategy, I think, because I know I I always ask the question of the bands, like how do you feel about the musical landscape these days where where um, most people like to, to consume a single, uh, something a bit shorter, sweeter, a bit more of a, an immediate payoff, and, and they all say the same thing, like, well, they'll say we'll release an EP and the first three tracks get a good amount of pop, but then the last two sort of get lost in the shuffle. So I think it's yeah. a, it's a good strategy for bands these days to just give bite size um, portions of content and just keep the people wanting more, I guess. And, and you're right. You can get immediate feedback on what people like and, and not that you would rely on that solely going forward for, for yourselves creatively, but at least you know what people want to hear. And it's, it's, it's more enjoyable. I'm sure when people, you know, give you the feedback, that was good. I really like that change. Do more of that, you know? Mm. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. And I've, I've been having people saying to me for years, every time they come to our gig and they see Hayden hop up on stage, get him to do more songs of you, get him to do more songs of you. Cause they just, they love it. And like, and, yeah. and he has this electric energy about him and the room just, 
everyone in the room just loves it when he gets up on stage with us. So I, I, I for one, I'm really, really excited going ahead, knowing that we can work with him and he's in our band now. I think it's just, I don't know. He just brings such an energy and it's definitely elevated my performance and my, yeah, it's definitely elevated me for sure. Having someone like that with me because I don't know, I feed off of that and yeah, it's definitely just breathed new life in the band and it's exciting. It's really exciting. Absolutely. Well, you're backing up the release of the song with a huge gig at Bad Decisions on April 30th with The Suburbs, yeah. Disillusioned and Evelyn. And wait, is it Evelyn or Evelyn? I've, I've booked uh, them for a couple of shows. And I, still don't know <laughs> I was like, hang on. I only know of this band because of you. Um, I call them Evelyn. Okay. Yeah. Because I feel Evelyn. like the, I feel like the E makes it line instead of Lynn. That's true. Um, yeah. But I've been calling him Evelyn for, for years. So, yeah. I only think of the venue, Sorry, the Borky. Evelyn. <laughs> the, I think of the, ve- the venue, the Evelyn, and that doesn't have an E on the end of it. That's true. So I'm like, okay, that's yeah. the Evelyn. So I'm like, these must be Evelyn. I Maybe guess. that's why I'm um, calling it Evelyn. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I've been like that to start with, but I'm like, mm, no, the E must be something different. I don't know, but I'm also like, wait, I thought you would know because you booked the <laughs> yesterday fest. This is a, a bad look for me, but um, look, either way, it's going to be an a amazing show. That's a, that's a oh, brilliant lineup. It's, it's well, got yeah. variety, um, some of my favorite oh. bands in the, in the scene as well. Um, so tell me this, who's going home in the back of a DV van? Because this is going to go off. <laughs> Coach. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. yeah. Keep in my That'll Hayden. Well, it's funny story about that, I suppose, how this all came together. I booked this show because I just started by booked a show. I booked a show, I had decisions. And I went, these are the bands I want. And I messaged them all and they all said yes. And then we played a show at Rack'em Up. I don't know, I was in February, something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was a really good night. And we had a really good response. And I was sitting in bed the next day. And I went, that was good. Yeah, we've got, we've got another good gig coming up soon too. You know what? We should release this song. I was looking at the lineup and I'm like, I don't, this is probably one of the better lineups I'm going to be able to organize in this short time. I've got a good venue on a Saturday night and I have three top notch bands and I'm like, bugger it, we're putting out the song because basically it was already ready. I just had to do some final mixing and actually put some Hayden guitar on it. But other than that, it was basically ready. And I said, I've got eight weeks. I was eight, eight to 10 weeks. I said, I've got 10 weeks. I can put out a song that ready between then. And so it went from, you know, yeah, this is like four bands playing a show to, hey, we're having an EP, a single launch and um, yeah, got a good lineup together. And I think, I uh, probably can't even say it. There's one of the other bands I think is also getting ready to um, release a song before that date as well. So, Ooh, um, spoiler alert. First, well, I didn't say who it was because I'm like, well, wait, yeah, they, they haven't said it. <laughs> I mean, I could tell you personally, but I'm not going to tell anyone on this because that's a bit much. Although... Yeah, by the time this comes out, people might know about it. But anyway, uh, yeah, so um, it's going to be a big night. Like I said, four bands really just, I, I, like you said, three of the bands I really like. Um, Disillusion, I'll you know, play gigs with them every time of the week. It's so good. Um, and yeah, like that new Evelyn single with Kyle on it. Oh, such a good track. Mm. Yeah, well, it's, it's going to be a fun time. I, I'm, I'm definitely keen to see um, you guys in action and... I, I know Hayden's been, you know, filling in for the band for a while now, but um, to yep. see him on the new track with him fully in action is going to be really sweet. Yep, it's all, it's all, it's all been official. The other week we said, "Hey, so what are we doing? You in? You out? What's the deal?" Because we, I basically figured he's always been around the band anyway, so we essentially had nothing to lose with him even filling in temporarily. 
Um, hmm. Obviously, he's had um, a child recently and things like that. So, you know, his schedule's all over the place. I said, well, see how you go. And if it turns out that he can't fulfill it full time, he's at least not going to leave us in the lurch and go, hey, guys, I'm gone. Goodbye. Hmm. You know, he'd at least still be there while we tried to find a, a, a replacement. Um, but, you know, we got to the point where he's in and I said, all right, play on this track. Let's go. We're, we're getting this full steam ahead now. Welcome to. Welcome to the band. Awesome, man. Well, it's going to be a great night. Um, my next question, you mentioned that you're you're sort of not doing EPs at the moment, but you mentioned that maybe there was a, a couple more songs recorded. Um, can we expect some more material this year or is there a bit more of a gradual plan for that? Are we in April? Probably. <laughs> this was funny. I was thinking about that the other day. I was talking to Pat actually when he came over here. I'm like, you know, so this single's coming out on the, the 22nd, but like we need to just keep following it up from then. Let's I need to start booking more gigs and keep going. It's not like, oh cool, now that's all done. We can sit back and relax. It's like this is the start of of everything. You know, the world's going back to normal. Yeah. Um, here's a spoiler alert. It's not actually just one song coming out on with this release on the 22nd. Oh, okay. It's there's a uh, I'm calling it a reprise of a, a song, reprise. a song off our first album, which you know, if you've listened to it and people have, you can find them on Bandcamp, they're not on Spotify. Um, there's a new version of it that contains Hayden and the, the current lineup. Oh, I like it. What do they call it? Like a reimagining, um, yeah, something like that. A re- redux, what's that one? The re- redux, redux. <laughs> I'm, I'm calling it a reprise, yeah, they all mean nah. the same thing, it's a redo. Um, but yes, there is a song. It's, so it's, yeah, there is actually two songs coming out um, on the th- on the Friday. One's mm-hmm. a, the brand new single, and there's a I'm calling it the B side. Really, um, it's a different song, so it's sort of a double release. So there's something I haven't told anyone yet. That's exciting. Is it making it onto the set list as well? Uh, the song is currently in our set list. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's yeah. I won't explain more about it, but it definitely was. Um, it it has Hayden on it. And it's, it's, it was definitely a song that we did with Hayden, uh, even just when he'd come into our band practices every now and again. And we just, it's where I started thinking, maybe we need to do an actual song that's written for Hayden to be on it, as opposed to him just coming and doing backing screams and stuff like that on a song. Yeah. It's actually fully included in the song. And funny story, I didn't actually tell the band. So <laughs> I, I, I had this song written and I like said to Hayden, I said, oh, this is the song you want to get on it. Cool. And I recorded Hayden's vocals. Then I recorded me singing the Hayden bits and sent it to Pat and the rest of the band to hear. I said, here's a new song we got coming out. And Pat came over and did his lyrics, listening to my lyrics, didn't know about the Hayden ones. And then I rocked up to band practice and said, all right, guys, new song's ready. Push play and watch their faces go. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> like, yeah, it's got screams on it. Surprise suckers. <laughs> That's cool, man. Well, um, yeah, we're certainly excited to to go to the gig and watch watch us a huge night of of great music. Um, tell me, do you guys have any plans to to go interstate for some shows, or are you just going to play it by ear? Because I, I know we have to factor in the yearly new variant or two of COVID. <laughs> <you know. laughs> it's so, brother or sister. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So, uh, yeah, what, what's the what's the plan there? Well, we almost. Well, we didn't quite go into say we almost went, went to Muldura last year. That's right. Nice. Uh, we were on a, a gig called Shark Fest that was getting headlined by Body Jar. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh I fuck yeah. So much. Um, so obviously, you know, we got postponed, but um, 
maybe that's going to happen. That's Mildura. That's almost the border. But um, absolutely. I'd love to try and get a just a weekend show to to Sydney. Canberra's not too bad. Mm. Although, as we're speaking to Sarah from uh, from Burnt Out, like um, there's not a lot of venues, unfortunately, doing this sort of music yeah. at the moment. But um, Adelaide, Adelaide, anywhere where I can get to in a weekend, mm. uh, I think is pretty much the thing. If you can leave a Friday and get back by Sunday, I reckon we could do it. Cool. That'll cut right. gigs. <laughs> yeah. Well, um. Let's go to some rapid fire questions to wrap things up. Um, tell me, you guys could play Download, Unify, Good Things, Full Tilt, or Uncage. Which do you pick and why? And in the scenario, you don't know the lineup. You just got to pick it based on how you feel about the festival in general. I'm going to say Unify just because it's like a multi-day thing and you can camp out and there's just always so much cool shit happening there. And there's usually some really freaking good bands that play there too. So for me, I'd say Unify. Nice. What about you, Trent? Yeah. Well, yeah, like Unify for those reasons, but download just for the sheer fact of the amount of cool bands there would be at it. Like mm. I said, don't know the lineup, but download, if you look at previous download lineups, they're pretty awesome. Yeah, true. Yeah. Limp Biscuit, Slayer, Judas Priest. Like to be able to sit there and just say, I played download, even if I played at one o'clock, while Limp Bizkit was playing at friggin' nine o'clock at night, still being to be able to be in that sort of um, environment would be amazing. Unified is awesome and the whole weekend is awesome, but I think it'd be download just because of that huge, it's like good things is great, but download is that really big. It's, it's replaced that sound wave, essentially. Multi-stages, big freaking bands. Like, yeah, it's just huge. Just to be able to be backstage at those things oh and yeah like absolutely yeah it's not even about the play but also the, the volume of people like unify is fun but download has a huge crowd i reckon true good choices uh so what has been your favorite show as a band the one that's coming up ah <laughs> 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 uh, i don't know the first bendigo trip was a pretty good gig and we had the boys from Satellites and Stereos jump up with oh, us and everything. Like your that. boys. And it your was just off Mikey, the hook. Steve and, and Every, It was just crazy. Everyone, it was, that was a pretty fun gig. That was because we, so we went to Bendigo the first time and it's a two leveled venue. Um, and we were downstairs in, in the front bar and things like that with yeah, the boys and Satellites and Stereos and a couple other bands. And upstairs was King Parrot. Ooh. Right? Yeah. Tough, tough choice, right? So, a lot of people were in the venue, which was good because there was a lot of people there. They'd be coming around and seeing us and things like that. So it was sort of a good night. Um, everyone wanted to see King Parrot, including the sound engineer downstairs. <laughs> so we started our set and it sounded all good. And we got to the end of our set and we were finished our last song. Thank you. Good night. You wait for the, the house sound to come on, you know, <laughs> nothing comes King on. Barrett. Look at the back. No uh, sound guy. So we go, <laughs> All right, fuck it. We're just going to play some more songs. <laughs> and we belted out another couple of covers. I think we put some Green Day. I think Hayden might have even had the bass in his hand at that point. Yeah. And I, I get it said here, we'll play some. We played Blink 182. We played, um, yeah, When I Come Around, I think we played. And, and the boys from Satellites and Stereos got up with us. And we just had a bunch of fun mm. playing that until the sound guy came back down and went, oh, I better put the house sound on. Yeah. And then 
we then afterwards, I think once it closed, I guess we can say this now that the venue is actually closed in general, but um, we went upstairs and you know, I had to turn the lights off a bit and we're there for another hour or two, just having drinks with staff and, and bands and all that sort of stuff though. So it was a real sort of good night afterwards. There was a, there was essentially an after party. It felt like a, mm. a real full gig where yeah, you play your show and then there's still hanging around and all that stuff afterwards. That's a good one. Uh, now, if you guys could pick any living or dead singer to do a guest vocal spot on a Once We're Lost track, who would it be and why? Oh, that's a hard one. Yeah. On a Once We're Lost track. See, like, so I'd be like, oh, this person, but like, no, not on a Once We're Lost track. I'd be happy with Jeremy from A Day to Remember. <laughs> like, Goodbye, Hayden. I got a guy that could do cleans and screens on this one. I reckon. I reckon that's... I've never thought about it on a specific Once or Lost track. Like, yeah. I could sit there and go, oh, I'd love to have Prince on a song and I'd love to have this and that. But it's like, Prince on a Once or Lost track? No. Maybe did weird. guitar solo on a... Yeah. I'd like to have Lemmy in my band too. Mm-hmm. What about you, Pat? I honestly don't know. That's a hard one. I'd, I'd like to have Chester Bennington... Do some guest vocals with there us. There you go. Yeah, man. That, that'd be unreal. And I reckon yeah. his voice would, would go well. We also wouldn't need Hayden either. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that what happens in all this? Poor Hayden. Hayden He's getting the, the shaft. Yep. Pretty much. It's like, so Hayden, uh, Chester's on this song. Move aside. Oh, Hayden, Hayden's still playing guitar. I just would have. <laughs> uh, I'm just hanging shit on Hayden, but he knows it was going to happen anyway. So. <laughs> well, yep, I, no, my, next, um, my next question is a Hayden-related question. What do you think is more likely getting never call it quits to reform for a one-off show or <laughs> you guys performing at never call it quits exclusive cover set? How many songs did they have? I think from memory there was, I know, I know there's the one, the, the, the big one. I feel like, <laughs> there, I feel like there was maybe two more or something. I, ca- I can't remember, but um, yeah, either way. I mean, it could be songs that people have never heard, but um, both but, would be the answer to your question. We yeah. would, we would play, we would, yeah, they'd get back together. We would play the show, but then like not all the original members could be there, so like I'd have to fill in on bass or something like that as well. <laughs> and and I would, and it'd be okay as long as Hayden brings back the sideways haircut, the emo cut. <laughs> oh, when yes. I first when I first met Hayden, he was like, I don't know, 10, 12, who knows? I can't remember. Um, he probably correct me on that. It was probably like 13, 14. But he had the classic sideways fringe. Yes. Uh, the, the classic emo cut though. So, I mean, if they were, it'd be original lineup with original haircuts. Mm. Yeah, that's the, you. You got to have the full experience, like the, the full from first to last worship. That's like that. Exactly my works. point. Yeah. If you went and saw, you know, asking Alexandra, you wouldn't want them to all just have like nice long hair and, and beards and shit. I want them to be skinny kids in emo, like in skinny <laughs> jeans with their sideways haircuts, and one of them has bleached hair because he wants to be different. Absolutely, man. All right, my uh, last question before we wrap this up. Um, the whole band is doing a shots contest. So the, the person who downs the most shots wins. Who is winning the contest and who is dropping out first? Well, I'd say Liam would probably drop out first because he's not a big drinker. You reckon? I was going to say Brady and I don't think he'd mind. Or Brady, yeah. Maybe, Only because yeah. I don't think he's a big drinker. Liam is a big drinker. Liam shouldn't be in the competition, but I think he would drink more than Brady. 
true. <laughs> you, I reckon you definitely win. Sort of Hayden would definitely be the messiest. Uh, yeah, Hayden would definitely try to keep up with me and <laughs> then in turn be the messiest. Hayden would, he wouldn't win, but he'd just lose out of principle mm. to like try to be almost as good as me and then be like, oh, well, I was at least second as good. <laughs> and call it quits. And then call it quits, <laughs> which he said he never would. <laughs> awesome, boys. Well, uh, thanks for coming on the show. Um, now, stop making stupid people famous. What's the official street date for that song? Twenty uh, second Friday, the twenty second of April. I'm just looking at the thing. Yep, it's Friday the twenty second. It'll be out um, along with the secrety B side thing, and oh, yeah. then um, yeah, the thirtieth, the week after on the Saturday is the single launch at Bad Decisions Bar with Suburb, sorry, the Suburbs, Dis- Disillusioned, and Everline. We're going with. Perfect. I'll find out on that to, night. Uh, we get to see Coach going back and back home in the uh, police TV van, so uh, oh, yes. should be good. Tickets are available from Oz Tickets. Um, please go buy them. Don't just turn up on the night like you know, 30, 40 people do. The venue will be sitting there going, "Oh, okay, there's only thirty people coming." Next, you know, <laughs> seventy people are in the venue because forty people decided to do walk ups. Um, <laughs> trust the me, someone who's putting on a show. Warned. As someone who's putting on a show, it's it's nerve wracking, you know, until like the week of the show, and the next thing you know, it's like we've gone from twenty tickets to fifty tickets. What the hell? Where were you people? <laughs> but yeah, Perfect make sure you boys. check out all the bands. Um, we might have some special things planned for the night. Um, definitely being our our sort of our single launch, we'll be going hard and try to put on some fun activities. I'm sure. Awesome, boys. Well, uh, thanks again for coming on the show, and uh, we'll see you on the thirtieth. Thanks for having us, Harry. Thank you.